Do you want a, do you want a song or not? Just yeah, tell me. Song? Do you want a song? Well, yeah, I, want a, I always want a song. I'm sorry, I jumped the gun. I jumped the gun. We're just excited. Nico's got me all hyped about a secret topic. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Like, all right, here, let's go. Podcast 137. 137 also. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Nico's got a secret topic he's gonna ask me about. I don't know what it's about. Hmm. All right, sick. Oh, gorgeous. Dude, this guitar yeah, sounded good, man. That's a nice sounding guitar. Hey, thanks. It's a... Uh, it's a yeah. Hey, it's thanks, a Fender. That's I was gonna I was gonna buy a Martin, and then you were like, "Look, Jake, you've been playing guitar since you were twelve. It's okay, you can buy a Martin." And I was like, "Yeah, but I don't think I play enough, you know." And then, and I almost did, but then I found this all black Fender at a local music store, and mm. I bought I bought it. There's something about that local music store that just gives things a magical sound mm. and a magical price. <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> so today's topic jake is adobe versus resolve slash black magic versus the foundry and nuke the war's on so the war is on <laughs> so <laughs> and adobe is losing we've had, we've had a lot of issues with adobe products in this year's particularly premiere uh just being like literally fresh installed or fresh computer and just does not work right off the bat. The part was like, is this program broken? Like, what is going on? <laughs> Matt um, lost a whole day of work uh, just last week because uh, the fight, like, there wasn't anything particular that he was doing. He was just assembling footage, mm-hmm. and the file just corrupted, and like he had to like redo the entire project file. Oh. Yeah, it's the worst. <laughs> and this stuff it happens totally random. So there was often. no explanation for it. So, so Ren made a tweet today, Jake, and we're going to read through this tweet thread here. Uh, we'll give you oh, the live God. Okay, hey, let, me, let me pull it out. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a spicy one. It's juicy. Yeah. Um, here, I'll play Ren. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> After Effects needs to be rewritten from the ground up, or I'm not using this fucking program anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of oh, have okay. to... Okay, it's one of those kind of tweets. <laughs> I kind of have to it's agree like with a... him, but honestly, it's really Premiere that needs that. I mean, on... What, both of them. Let's be real. Yeah. But yeah. After Effects at least kind of works half the time. And so then Adobe responds. Who wants to be Adobe? Uh, I'll be Adobe, yeah. uh, <laughs> right. uh, Hey, Ren. Um, we're here if you need us. 
Uh, we can bring specific issues to devs, offer troubleshooting suggestions, or you know, put you in direct contact with someone on the team. Happy to help. <laughs> Let us know what's going on with your app, Caroline. Should I be? Should I be Freddie? <laughs> yeah. Fre oh, Sorry, Freddie Caroline. replied too. Oh God, you're this trying is your gold. best. The social media alone cannot pay the accumulation of decades of technical <laughs> debt. Lol. Yep. Lol. Um, with interest. Lol. And then. Oh, this is back to you, Caroline. <laughs> oh, did she respond to Freddie? Yeah. Looks like it. Oh, nice. Uh, doing what I can, lol. <laughs> oh, she lulled. Uh, these threads really do get sent up the ladder and help us move mountains. Every little bit helps. <laughs> Caroline. Oh, All the right. next comment, sweet Hey, Caroline. Caroline, you can send this podcast to the executives also. <laughs> oh, you guys, more are, you guys are going hard in the paint today. Yeah. I love it. Let's wow. go. <laughs> All right. Oh. oh, man. Dude, all right, so Adobe, I don't know if you're listening, but boy, DaVinci Resolve is so stable. It's so and good. It's so <laughs> smooth, and it uses all of my GPU. When I fire out my net, like my performance meters, and I see my GPU at 100%, it makes me feel like it was <laughs> worth it when we put our blood, sweat, and tears mm. into making these machines. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's nice. And with... Oh man, I, I installed Premiere twenty. You know what I just realized? Nico's not even sitting upright. Yeah. No, he's, <laughs> this, this is therapy, therapy at this, this point. Yeah. Yeah. He's healing. like, Fenner and Jordan are your therapists, yes. and, and you are on the therapy couch right now. Welcome yeah, to I'm lying down therapy. Just, you know, when you wear a sling, one of the best feelings in the day is when you get to t like stretch your shoulders out backwards just a little bit. And like I am, I'm living life right now. Mm. So I'm lying mm. down. Feels great. I can work. Good. From a horizontal position today, thanks good. to this podcast. <laughs> good, good, good. That's great. But yeah, right, you was, were saying. So I was, I was just going to. I was running a little like color space test. I just needed to import like a ProRes file and like change change a value. Like it was the most basic of things. I'm like, well, I might as well install Premiere 2022, the most recent version, right? You know, instead of keeping, I was using 2020. Uh oh. Uh, so I did and I installed it. I always keep the old versions just in case. And mm -hmm. I turn, I open it up, and I drag in the you know .mov ProRes file, and then I put in my timeline, and then it just doesn't load. And it's like really a fresh install of 2022, the most recent updated version. All I did is I just dragged a ProRes file, the most <laughs> basic of operations, into the dang timeline, and then it just it won't render in the window. And it's like really, really. <laughs> why it's can't it render bad? it why can't it render in the window why can't it render in the in the viewer and it's like oh my gosh like these are it's like opening word and then just like the letters aren't there right. <laughs> you, you hit you hit r and it gives you f and you're just like no i don't know no I, like, I don't want this yeah and it's like well what can they do to help it's like i don't need to fix this for you like I, we're paying $50 a month times what, like times 10 or something like that, just to like get all these like licenses? Well, well, okay. Uh, let me just, sorry. So, so I bought, okay, I'm chilling out no, and bringing it back so now. I to, I, well, I have a, there's a couple of reasons. I'd love to go into theories about why this is. Perhaps we could bring on like the CEO of Adobe. Ooh. Bring on Caroline. <laughs> uh, CEO has been CEO since 2007. Oh, wow. It is. Um, it's a man named Shantanu Narayan. He's an Indian American business executive and he's 58 years old. 
Now, if we can bring on Mr. Narian, we can we can get into the actuals of why this is. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, there's that opportunity. But I'd love to I'd love to hear it from from all you guys <laughs> in your experience mm. what this has been like as well. I mean, um, but my my thought is is because look at their stock price. Oh, I'm intrigued. Ooh. Yeah, it's. It just keeps. I mean, it's come down a ton, but it, it, <laughs> it just keeps going. <laughs> it, it just it, it okay. It, it it went up from like <laughs> it's gone down in the last year since uh, since the pandemic has come to an come to a close. Right. But from from two thousand and eleven to like even before that, all the way up to twenty twenty one, it just kept going higher. No joke. Like there was it, it went from like. Twenty eight dollars in two thousand eleven. This is December two thousand eleven to December twenty twenty one, being six hundred and fifty. Uh, well, they really pioneered the whole like subscription service, like professional software thing. Except it's just they haven't backed it up with the professional software side mm. when it comes to like Adobe Premiere, in my opinion, and to an extent now After Effects, like. There's some things that are cool, but it's like professional to me means I can rely on it for my business. And when you lose a day of work because the program just on its own, not because you're doing anything special, it's just on its own, it shits the bed. And there's not even like a thing in there to deal with it shitting the bed means like, what are you doing with our money? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's like, I'm okay paying subscription prices for professional software, but like, I feel like they're in a state now because it's subscription they're constantly trying to do updates and they're constantly trying to show new things because those bring in new subscriptions. But they're just putting more floors on like this creaky, mm. like patchwork Cracked cinder block. Yeah, it's like, it's like a turn of the century farmhouse and they're trying to do like a <laughs> Mc- McMansion out of it. Yeah, and it's like a new fancy windmill and, to like get electricity yeah. at the top. It's like, wow, it's really shiny and cool and futuristic. But the right. base is, you know, this old farmhouse. <laughs> Yeah, why do do they have 26,000 employees? Oh my gosh, that's a lot. Why do they need 26,000 employees? I don't know, man. That's a lot of people. I mean, they have a lot of software, they have like you know 60 or 50 programs or something like that, and they've absorbed a lot of others, like yeah, all the substance painter, yeah, stuff like that. They took on and Mixamo. I have to say, thank you for that. That's Mixamo is great, fantastic. That's Adobe, correct. (laughs) Yeah, they do, they do own yeah. Mixamo. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, yeah Mixamo is wonderful. But yeah, it's just like those main programs. And, you know, when you're troubleshooting and you are troubleshooting for hours on end and it's nothing to do with you, that is the most infuriating feeling yes. in the world. Oh, I, I felt, find peace in my heart if it's my fault. I felt so bad for Ren today. Yeah. Because like we've all been there and it was just like everything you're doing is causing the program to crash and it should be like he was doing, I believe he was saying it was just a roto mask. Yeah, and just was, a simple, very, very simple no, mask. No. Yeah. And that and was, was enough just, for it to go, nah. Yeah. I'm feeling it. <laughs> a roto mask in After yeah. Effects. And it was just yeah. exploding. <laughs> like the, 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 if, if, if I'm a baby and I want to do a roto mask, you're going to tell me to do it in, in After Effects. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's, like where, the most that's where everybody starts the first roto mask. Mm hmm. Can you imagine oh how traumatizing that baby would be? How traumatized <laughs> that baby would be when the roto mask doesn't work for the very first time? They're like, they'll question their reality. They don't know what to think. Mm. 
Hey guys, Jake Watson here, and normally I do these brand integrations for you all, but today I've got to tell you about something that's really been life-changing for me, okay? You see, I was once a humble video creator, maybe much like yourself, sitting in front of my computer trying to find a way to cut my video scenes together, and I realized that I had shot no connective tissue whatsoever to tie one scene to another. I started to panic. I had a mental breakdown. I lost my job. I became homeless for a little while, and then I, and then I really did some soul searching and I realized that was because I didn't have a stock asset resource for all my stock asset needs. But courtesy of today's sponsor Storyblocks, life's so much better now. Things are really looking up because you know what? I don't have to go out and soul search and do the, the incredibly laborious and time consuming work of trying to shoot my own B-roll or collect my own stock images for the connective tissue in my videos. So you see, the thing about Storyblocks is they have a virtually unlimited library of high quality 4K B-roll, images, audio, assets, and more. And you can get it all royalty free with their unlimited all access plan. It's what we use here at Corridor Digital all the time since discovering this. But seriously, guys, if you are serious about creating, you're gonna need a stock asset tool. And the best one that we've found is Storyblocks. So that's why it's such an easy integration here. It's easy for me to tell you, hey, we use them all the time, we use them every day. Honestly, it's a phenomenal tool. They're a great team and it's a wonderful resource for creators. So if you guys are interested in getting started for yourself, head on over to storyblocks.com or just click the link in the description of this video or go to storyblocks.com slash corridorcast. And again, huge thank you to them for always sponsoring this podcast and always being a part of the Corridor Digital creative journey. Head on over to storyblocks.com slash corridorcast. And now back to the podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. There's a plugin that just dropped for After Effects called Workflower, and it does so many things that should be built into the program that are sitting there explicitly requested by people for years. And just once again, it's like, what are you guys doing? What are you waiting for? What, who is calling the shots yeah. on what's going into this program? Like, and why are they calling these shots? Like, it has basic things like, hey, putting a filter to multiple layers at the same time and controlling it from one filter. It has things like, you know, specific specified adjustment layers like Photoshop. So you can be like, all right, this adjustment layer is going to feed out to these three layers and only affect those three layers. Yeah. And these are like basic, necessary things that After Effects has needed for over a decade. Mm -hmm. <laughs> More than that. It's needed it since it's been invented, you know, and just, yeah, it's, it really frustrates me. But you know what? At the end of the day. We're, we've started looking for alternatives and that's just the reality. Like we haven't gotten hard in advertising that we like, we are moving away from Adobe and like, we still 
pay for a bunch of licenses because we need to have these licenses because people still use Premiere and After Effects. But we've made a really heavy shift to DaVinci Resolve for all of our editing. And, you know, Fenner's coming in here and he's preaching about Nuke. But I've been poking around in Fusion also. And just you start to see some things, you know, in this. It's like it's like being in North Korea and then you get out of North <laughs> Korea and you start to see some of these other things that exist in Adobe the world. Adobe is North Korea. <laughs> Look, I'm being You're very like, hyperbolic. How did this, ha- how did this ha- happen? What? What? Oh. What is this? What's well, yeah. a node? But it, yeah, it's it's very true because you don't know what you're missing until you're out of there. Yeah. And the minute that you leave North Korea, you realize like, oh shoot, no, there's some incredible tools yeah. that make so much sense just logically when you're trying to composite. Like Fenner yeah. showed me a bunch of stuff and I go, oh my gosh, like this is, this would be the greatest plugin in After Effects history. Oh no, this would be the greatest. Pl-. And there's just <laughs> so many of those that you go, why isn't this, why isn't this working on that same level? Yeah. And you just have it's, to assume it's priority at this point. Yeah. Like the priority is new subscribers maybe below it's, prosumer level, you know, you kind of have to just assume that's what they're focused on. Yeah. And you know, if, if you're just like, Hey, I, what, what program to edit my videos, you know, and you're like beginner, beginner creator. And you, you, you capture a couple MP4s and you throw them in your timeline and you're like, Oh, okay. I cut it together. Look, that was better than the free software on my computer that yeah. came with the computer or whatever um and maybe that's all they're going after i don't i don't know um I think- all I, I, looking at their their numbers again their financials their their gross profit in 2018 was 7.8 million uh 2019 9.5 million 2020 11.1 2021 13.9 so they've they've but for a company that has 26,000 employees with a market cap of 200 billion to mm-hmm. only be profiting that much seems like what are they spending their money on I don't know but yeah. it seems it seems like that's more what they're interested in and just mm-hmm. like than their actual like professional yeah. use of their tool it doesn't feel like they exist to try to make the best software right mm-hmm. now it feels like they exist to get the most subscribers and software is the tool, the end to their goal. And, right. you know, I get it. You know, you need resources and money to make your stuff. But, you know, I wish I wish companies out there that were stood for like these things like Adobe stands for creative software. Like, I wish that was truly their priority and the flow of their money demonstrated that, you know, things were like, hey, we're going to we're going to reapproach Premiere and rebuild it. So it's stable and has a modernized plug in infrastructure, it has basic things. It has like an ACES workflow for color, mm. you know, things like that, where it's just like, let's reestablish this and let's make it work. And I know it's not going to be cool because we're not going to have any new features for two years. But, you know, I think Adobe's wrong that they that they don't think that this is not going to cost the money or that it isn't costing the money. Like if Adobe yeah. turned around and went, hey, guys, we spent two or three years or however many years it takes building these pieces of software now from the ground up, they're modernized, they're stable, the UIs are clean, like we redid it like i would jump back in in a heartbeat like great awesome take my money let's go Mm -hmm. you know yeah with that many employees you feel like that should be doable as well like imagine how awesome it would be if because i like i learned all like started all my vfx stuff using photoshop after effects premiere yeah like and it's imagine if that was like we could live in that adobe ecosystem for all of our work like Mm -hmm. 
and it worked because <laughs> it would be so nice like but now it's like i don't know man you go and use like da vinci and it's just like oh it just works mm-hmm. and it's like so much better yeah and like, that the you know the the aces thing for for me was the first time that i really kind of realized the issues same. like for the first because because me and nico we were playing around with with aces for uh to the death um and that's the lightsaber the, video for yeah those. the lightsaber video and you know it's it's quite a convoluted setup and it's funny because every renderer now respects aces and a lot of them default to it like i know redshift defaults to aces and mm-hmm. of course you know nuke has a very very competent and quick way of working in aces and mm-hmm. all the color works and makes sense and i even tried just recently to go back and run something through after effects through the aces pipeline and <laughs> the color just wasn't right with my <laughs> render pa- it just wasn't understanding what i wanted and it very frustrating because it should be just up and running like everyone else is yeah. everyone else has has carried the baton that much further and it's almost like coasting on name recognition. I almost think of a parallel to Bioware. I don't know if you guys know the, oh, the game yeah. company Bioware, where it was like they were the gem. They were like, yeah. oh, they made the best stuff. And they just, they lo- I think they got acquired, but you know, they lost focus over time. And got then it was more about the money than the game. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. 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 So, Sorry, I misquoted the, the revenue. It's not millions, it's billions. But oh, that seems really But a switcheroo. <laughs> But it still follows your point, Jordan. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's my thing is you know the the focus. I mean, with EA, yeah, with EA, there you go. Is on prioritizing how much you can bring in and way less on the art or yeah. in this case yeah. the software. And it it tells. But now it's getting to a point where us who have been loyalists, or at least I know you know Nico's been a loyalist. I've been a super loyalist since I started. Are now fed up enough to leave. Yeah. And I feel like that's indicative of what's getting, the sentiment out getting there. Getting rent to swear. <laughs> yeah, like, how dare you how it's like it's not the first time it's crashed on him it's not the 10th time it's crashed on him yeah it's not the 100th time it's crashed on him yeah it's like no. we're talking like thousands of times and it's like i'm done mm-hmm. i get that feeling you know it's just like really yeah this is what if, happened with final cut like 12 years ago yeah, yeah. <laughs> it used it's, to be the final cut used to be the shit yeah, yeah it did it did final cut yeah. seven it's funny because, you know, when when a program crashes, typically I'm like, oh, did I do something? You know, when Houdini crashes, typically I've I've been overbearing. If yep. I just give it time, it'll sort itself out. But if I'm too aggressive, I'll crash it. I just, as soon as it crashes in After Effects or in Premiere, I know it's not me. I'm immediately guilt-free because I'm so used to it now. <laughs> I'm just like, well, it's not my fault. I just got to try again. I'm going to do the exact same thing you I got did your last Adobe time. alibi. Yeah, yeah, legit, legit. So, yeah, man, I, I feel the same way. It's so, sad. You know, for those of you listening to this right now who are in the the video editing and filmmaking business, like the things to me that I've been surprised to discover that I really like when I've moved away from Premiere and into like Resolve, for example, is having a full on color grading like tool set that's built in parallel to my editing tool set. And they are both like tailored to be the best that they can be at what they are. It's like in Premiere, you have Lumetri, which is a great plugin. But it's a plugin, and so it operates out of a little side-scrolling window, and then you have your viewer, and the UI is basically the same UI that you're using for editing. And like, sure, you can like shift your windows around a little bit, but at the end of the day, it's like a one-size-fits-all UI. Whereas in DaVinci Resolve, I can be editing, and I flip over to color grading, it's a completely different UI that's focused on color grading. And so really, you get two full-blown tools that are built for the normal process of your edit because you have to color at some point if you want it to look good. And of course, you have to edit it at some point if you want to have anything that even comes out of your computer at some point, you know? So it's like, 
It acknowledges that these two, two tools need to coexist side by side and they need to be what the best that they can be in and of themselves. And just like that shift of thinking was like, wow, it's, it's not janky. It's like, I get something that's just really nice. And like another thing that's really stood out to me is just, you know, we spend money on building nice computers. You get a bunch of CPU power, you get a bunch of RAM. And these days we go and we drop a bunch of money on GPUs and a lot of Adobe products, you know, Premiere and After Effects ones, again, they talk about how their GPU accelerated, but they really never scratch the surface of what your GPU can do. Like more often than not, my GPU is sitting there like 20%, 30%, cuz so much of the rest of the code is all old janky single threaded code and it just it chokes up on your computer. It doesn't matter how fast or how many processors you got, it just matters how fast that one processor is, you know, that one single thread. Because it's just there's so much old script that's just like running and then to like jump over once again to DaVinci Resolve and you're working your edit and you see that this computer, like all the money that you spend on these parts is not going to waste and your life itself is being preserved <laughs> because you have more time and it's run smoother and you get to see higher frame rates and you get to watch it in higher resolution and like the beauty of the work that you're doing starts to show. It's like you know, when you sit there and you work in Premiere and you're working with your, like your little proxy files and it's all flat and it looks shitty because it's not color graded yet. And you're like, oh, my film looks like crap. And you just sit in this state of negativity <laughs> until you finally get to finish it and color it. And you're like, oh, it actually turns out I was all right. <laughs> Whereas in DaVinci Resolve from day one, you're like, oh, this is beautiful. My film's looking good. I can make it look even better. And like when we did when you did to the death, like the lightsaber thing, we did all the lightsaber effects in DaVinci Resolve in the fusion pages. And everything has, you know, there's the correct ACES workflow and the linear light workflow. So as we apply like these glows and these lens flares and these streaks, like they just come to life in this vibrant, realistic way. And you're like, oh, my, my, my movie, it looks good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It inspires you. And like, that's such a shift. And like, you, these aren't like, you know, software points, you know, you can't fix this like with a little like update. Like this is just an approach to the philosophy behind the programs and you feel it as an artist working in them. Yeah, and you're able to stay in that creative like flow state because it's not constantly crashing on you and you have to restart. Oh, right. And then you're too. like, oh, I lost a day of work. Oh, geez. Like, yeah. like Matt losing a day, that's insane. Like, And like you're saying, it's a professional product. Like it's not, yeah. that's like it's unacceptable. Not discounted. Yeah, <laughs> you're paying full whack for it. Yeah, yeah. it's insane. Right. And, and uh, you know he's got his finger on the control S like yeah. buttons because oh, yeah. yeah. everybody does. Yeah. So it, it's not like, right oh, he lost a day of work because he didn't hit save. You no, know, it's, it's like, like, no, the he, save file he, becoming corrupt. It's crazy. Yeah. Right. I don't I know. I don't have to save anymore. Guys, I don't have that trauma anymore because didn't you resolve saves every single move you do in real time. Mm -hmm. So there is no saving anymore. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, and it's also it's stored in a server database. <laughs> So it's a much more solid, harder to corrupt file format that you can share with other people at the same time. You can have multiple people working in the same DaVinci Resolve file. So somebody can be like organizing clips, somebody can be color grading, and somebody can be editing. Somebody can be editing a different sequence all at the same time in the same file. And it works. <laughs> it doesn't crash. <laughs> I mean... Look, DaVinci Resolve has crashed on me before, all right? <laughs> it's crashed a few just times. Not, just not thousands of times. Yeah, and every time it crashes, I boot it up, and then I literally resume from the very last click I just did. Yeah. Mm. It's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> are there are there uh, crash files with uh, Premiere? 
I'm trying to remember because I've never like in working in Houdini, it's crashed a couple times and literally almost every single time was my fault. Mm -hmm. And I admit that on camera here. <laughs> and how, uh, how is it your fault? As in like, I'll, like I'll, I'll overburden it, right? Okay. Houdini's does a very good job of handling a ton of complex information. It just needs time to do the math, but I'm mm -hmm. over there tapping it on the shoulder going, what, what, yeah. what's it looking like? What's it looking like? And it's like, stop dude. And then it'll crash and say, no, I'm not yeah. doing this anymore. And I'll, I have to apologize <laughs> and open it up again. But uh, every single time it gives me a crash file that works <clears> flawlessly. I mean, it happened on uh, the VFX, uh, Iron Artist. Mm. You know, my entire scene crashed because I was oh. pestering it and it immediately opened up and it was back from the last click, like Nico's saying. Wow. And uh, I don't remember ever having that in my life until now. And I'm wondering, maybe it's a feature that I missed. I could just be ignorant to it, but I don't remem I mean, remember that being I feel a thing. Like Here's the thing. If it's a feature that you missed in like other products like Adobe, isn't that a sign that it's a flawed product? Yeah, like, it's not mm, well integrated yeah. at all. These yeah, are, that's valid. Like robust saving should be the number one the biggest priority more important than literally anything else <laughs> in your program if you're making professional software like and you shouldn't have to think about it. i don't need to, to check the fucking autosave box <laughs> like that should be checked before you install the goddamn program but <laughs> your cash files man what are we gonna do wait but do you want to autosave it yeah you want to autosave it <laughs> god damn it <laughs> Oh, oh, this feels good. You know, feels if, good to be okay, doing this. So, if they have twenty six thousand employees and they've got fifteen billion dollars of annual revenue, oh. why don't they take that and so it's like we got the farmhouse right, but, and now the far the farm has literally thousands of acres, <laughs> and, and all you're saying is like, hey, you know what? Let's just take a few of these people who are working on the uh, electric uh, windmill, and uh, we'll just bring them over here, and we're just we're just going to build a new house. Let's pour a nice, yeah, exactly. strong, a nice strong foundation to build a modern from. farmhouse. Yeah, a modern yeah. foundation modern for modern tools, modern it's all hardware. Up to code. Yeah, yeah, up to code. <laughs> yeah, to code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're gonna bury the pipes below the frost line, and uh, it's gonna have a, it's gonna have a nice atrium when you walk in, and uh, it's gonna have air conditioning. Can't get them. Yeah, yeah. It's not gonna have an outhouse that was converted into uh, an extension of the original farmhouse. And a new bathroom. Oh my god! It's like you know the uncle rolled up with a really cool trailer like two years ago, and they're like, oh, that's really neat. Um, and they just like. Nailed it to the side of the house. Get those guys in here. Get your <laughs> uncle and his crazy friends in here. Those guys, uh, those guys are doing good. Bring in Uncle Substance. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not. Yeah, it's not a good sign when uh, a software that you love gets acquired and you're upset. Like mm -hmm. I remember yeah. when Substance got acquired, and I was legitimately upset. And yeah. that's you know because I'm assuming okay, well, what's going to happen to it now? You know, yeah, and that's yeah. the thing that drew me back to. I did Android for a little bit, you know, the dark ages of my life, and Android? I came back you mean to as in like your phone, uh, phone yeah. Okay, and I, I how, came back to how iPhone dare because, you? Because <laughs> how dare you? I, I, yeah, a lot of people disagree with me, but I, the reason I came back was just it worked. Like it's seamless, it's effortless, it's there when I need it, uh, it's reliable. Like that's worth so much. That's true. Not every Android yeah. phone or not every Android operating system on every phone is the same experience mm -hmm. yeah no android has a lot of jank and that's why yeah. people depending on your depending on your hardware and yeah. what version you have like it can be janky yeah and this was seven years ago too so yeah, yeah that was but it could still be janky then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. fair enough but Sam, iPhone, samsung has like, it figured yeah. out the samsung galaxies are they're as good as the iphones nice, nice. i think yeah yeah 
Point being, though, I just feel like, yeah, the attention to just working. That's so valuable. Just yeah. working, you know? And elevating mm-hmm. your craft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. You so, know, and we're not saying like that node workflows are inherently superior to like layer workflows and After Effects. They're just different workflows. Like, it's like trying to say like, oh, yeah, Photoshop's better than Dreamweaver. It's like those are two different programs that do two different things. Um, but, boy, there's other things that are just like, yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's tough. It's tough. Like, what do you guys, how do you guys feel about the fact that what you need to do, what you need to use to work, to create your, what you create is so dependent on other people making that tool for you? Yeah. Scary. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, imagine if all of a sudden, like, Houdini was just like, mm, no. <laughs> no more. We're gone. Wow. No more. Yeah. Or like Adobe acquired them oh my gosh can you right they just like, they just I, shut it down we don't like need to fine. talk like that yeah <laughs> we right? don't need like, to talk like that. it could just happen and then you're yeah? like you know searching through the depths of the internet to find an old yeah like, you're so right and like you Dean. dedicate like i'm i'm frustrated because i i loved after effects and yeah. you know yeah i got quite proficient at it to where i could just zone out i could watch a show and when i look back at my screen the shot's done because i just know where everything is very comfortable and i liked that yeah and i'm i'm frustrated because i invested in them and i don't feel like they invested back that's that i think is the crux of it for me and so yeah so i'm going to nuke and now it's almost like you kind of have to start again the fundamentals are there but yeah i don't know where all these things are just yet and it's like this didn't have to be this way but here we are so. I, think, I think that's really well put. And, you know, like I have a bit of an ulterior motive too with seeing you guys, you know, work on more on Nuke, which is, you know, we're switching over to Resolve for our editing pipeline here at Corridor. You know, it's we use Resolve for all the VFX artists react with the Corridor crew episodes. Uh, it's not used for yet for crew cuts, I believe. Um, but the thing is, you know, Resolve has Fusion built in, which is like it's Nuke light, right? Mm-hmm. But as you guys, you know, Jordan in particular, like as you do more nodal based compositing i'm hoping that like sometimes you'll just be like ah i don't need to go out to nuke for this i can just stay in resolve mm. and use fusion and then the more that happens the more like we start to understand that software package and just have it be this ultimate like thanos gauntlet of like gemstones yeah and like you have nuke if you want it but for everything else you just bang it out right in resolve yeah so i think you know? so like even just like if it's like okay we're going through we're adding 100 muzzle flashes like we don't need to be jumping into nuke it's like yeah. you can handle that and like fusion yeah. real easy and it's all it's all node based so it's the same kind of language mm-hmm. like i think the main difference is that fusion the nodes like extend out to the sides whereas nuke it's like straight <laughs> up and down true. and that's it like, you can you can switch that by yeah, the way yeah and then <laughs> so then it's like yeah it's basically the same thing yep. yeah yeah as long yeah as long as the fundamentals are the same because like in Nuke, that was the biggest learning curve, I think, was just navigating the simple stuff. Like, okay, how do you handle uh, roto masks mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. this? Oh, okay, well, it has to run through this merge, set to mask. And okay, so it's like a different way of operating. But once that clicked, it felt very comfortable. Yeah. yeah. And now it's just, you know, learning really for me, the, the biggest hole is learning more about what happens between the sensor and the action. And that's what mm. Fenner, you know so much about where you're like, oh, yeah, this is how the light is supposed to distort. And this is, this is this and this is that. And you like add these layers on top of a render and it just looks so good. And I'm like, man, what is that's the secret that I want to unlock eventually is just how to think like that. But that, you know, can be done in Fusion. Yeah, and that exactly. can be, yeah that's that's software agnostic at the end yeah. of the day. That's true. Which power. is exciting. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. The, yeah. It, once you get past the bugs of After Effects and you move over into Nuke, the true power is possible. 
I haven't even been focused on the true power, just trying to get it's projects like, done. It's like the various levels of like wizardry. Like once you get to a certain point, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter if it's like necromagic or like mana magic or like life magic or nature magic. It's just all magic. And you can mm. handle it. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you might have to take a moment to like learn the new runes so you can read them or whatever. But like after that, it's like, I get it. And you know, what's <laughs> funny. It's the exact same in Houdini as well. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. there are all these different branches of simulation, but the core information is the exact same. Mm-hmm. So once you understand the fundamentals, now all of a sudden you can do all this kind of arcane magic. Yeah. It's pretty special. It's exciting. <laughs> so yeah. Anywho. I, I feel like we have really went hard. Um, we've gotten our gripes out. Um, <laughs> now for those who might be listening who, you know, what about Caroline guys? Yes. Oh. You know, like what do you, what do we say to her? Is it her fault? No, no of course no, not. No, it's not and, Caroline's fault. And Adobe has a lot of great products, by the way. Like, in particular, we're ranting about Premiere and After Effects. Mm-hmm. In particular. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, what would you guys say? What would you guys say to Caroline if she was sitting next to us? Uh, I'm I'd sorry. say first, don't, don't <laughs> give us, just hard stop on the marketing speech. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Don't give me any of your marketing speak. Yeah. But like, let, let me hear from you on the real. Because, you know, they give them it's like at a company that size, it's like, okay, when you hear this, this is the packaged answer that we'd like you to say. Right. Yeah. But the packaged packaged answer doesn't address the the true thing, which is probably, Hey, sorry, this is running on ancient code. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe, but maybe if they announced like, Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we're building a new farmhouse. Mm. It's going to be great. That would have rooms for everybody, or just like speaking openly about what the problems are. Like that's Mm -hmm. that's a thing that really pride ourselves on here is that because we don't work for any other company, we can just talk openly about stuff. Like we don't have politics to worry about in the film industry. Like if when we see a janky VFX shot, we can say it's janky, and no one. That's so funny. I was listening to an old (laughs) podcast where you were going on about that, and because yeah, as the show, especially like a year into the show as it started to get bigger and people became more interested in it. Uh, that's one thing that we've had to deal with is like, yeah. we get all these great guests, which is amazing and wonderful, but most of the time uh, they don't want to even critique in a constructive manner, other people's work. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of reasons for why that is. Um, you know, in particular, I think it's just sort of trying to have a general respect for, uh, you know, the other professionals in their industry. Um, but it's nice to be able to have the freedom to just go, well, yes. And, and also this didn't look good. Let's talk about why that is. Yeah. It's a, it's a hard enough craft as it is Mm -hmm. like, (laughs) and you know, it's like, it's incredibly difficult and it's not just how good you are as an artist. You could be the best artist in the world, but if you get the worst raw footage in the world, Mm -hmm that's still going to have a detrimental effect on the outcome. Yeah. And here we can be like, we can be open about like, yeah, we didn't quite pull this off. We had a mistake in this shot or whatever. Like we don't have to worry about being perfect and we can acknowledge our mistakes and we don't have, you know, millions and millions of dollars and egos and politics on the line. You know, we can just be like, yeah, whatever. And then we can speak that way about other work too, to an extent. And obviously we're not ever trying to be disrespectful about it or just mean spirited, but it's nice to be able to talk openly about things. And like, so it'd be nice if Adobe could be like, 
yeah, here's where these problems are coming from. And we're just going to tell it to you straight. Mm. You know, it's because of this. And this is what we are actually doing to address it. Or this is not going to be addressed in the next couple of years or whatever, you know. But yeah. they can't, they're not, obviously can't do that. Otherwise they would have done it. They can't it. do that because well, their stock price will tank. Yeah, I was going to say, it's as soon as they acknowledge it. And their it, subscription numbers will like, tank. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like if they acknowledged it, but at the same time laid out like a plan to be like, hey, we're doing like Photoshop 2 and it's like <laughs> rebuilt, After Effects, rebuilt, Premiere, mm. rebuilt. And they laid out like a roadmap for that. Then maybe they'd earn some sort mm. of trust back from all the people that they've lost it from, yeah. like a lot of us. I think they would. Room. I think they definitely would. Like, yeah. why not do that? You know, it, can you imagine if like Ford still just made Model T's? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, guys, the 2022 Model T is something else. Let me tell you why. You know, <laughs> it, it, it's like it's okay. They came up with new models. They came up with better designs. They they built new cars, and yeah, not all of them were winners, mm-hmm. but still, they're still here. 120, 140 years later, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's always interesting seeing like, or just being like, oh, what's going to be the next tel- like technology that's going to take this out? Because eventually, like nothing lasts forever. Eventually something will take that down, you mm-hmm. know? Like what's going to be the next like compositing suite that takes down Nuke? Like maybe it's Fusion. Maybe it's like something completely new. Like, I mean, you know, in the industry for a long time, like Softimage was huge. Right. And then 3DS Max was huge. Mm-hmm. And, Maya. and then Maya was huge. And now it's like, yeah, you know what? We have like, I mean, you know, Blender, I think, and Blender. Blender is like I think, the biggest I, one. Now. I think Blender's Blender growth is has like, been nuts. Yeah. And then like, yeah, it's surprising to me how much of a resistance there still is to programs like Blender because it's free. Because it's free. That, yeah. I mean, that's honestly why I didn't pick it. Yeah. When I was younger, it was like, I mean, yeah. granted, it was a much different yeah, software than it is different. now. Very, <laughs> yes, very, totally. very different. Yeah. But I remember thinking even, you know, at 16 or however old I was, you know, oh, that can't be that good. Like, yeah. what's the best one? Well, I was, you know I was I mean? always, I was 3DS Max and then Maya. And then I was so fed up with Maya. Um, it was probably like three years ago. And I just, it was crashing on me over and over again. I was sick and tired of V-Ray. And then I downloaded Blender because mm-hmm. it was the same thing. It was Maya would crash all the time because it's become such a bloated mm-hmm. piece of software because they're just like trying to shove in like, oh, we're going to throw XSI in there. And like <laughs> they're trying to like amalgamate it into this like Frankenstein program that just crashes all the time. And then same thing. Oh, your autosave is corrupt. And I'm just like, what is going on? Ugh. Like, and so that's that's when I switched over to Blender and I've been very impressed with it because mm-hmm. I, you know, again, I'd always heard like, oh, it's not professional software. I'm like, Seems, yeah, you make it seems great like stuff it works. It. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's a hard thing to be intentional about about growth. Yeah. Um you know, uh like just just from our own perspective of this tiny cuz in the grand scheme of things like quarter digital is this tiny little you know, boutique thing. Yeah. And and but even at that even at the place that we're at there's still all these temptations uh, with like, oh, there's this new thing over here and there's this new style of content over here and there's this new output platform over here. And like, oh, if you just did this and a little bit of that and then we did that. Yeah, and what if you did Facebook? What if you did Instagram? What if you did yeah, TikTok? Yeah, and you Nico, Vine? you've what been, you did- to your credit, you've been very deliberate about being like, no, let's let's focus on what is 
what plays to our strengths. Let's focus on distributing and creating for the for the things that play to our strengths because mm-hmm. it's already competitive enough just to get somebody to like see a video that you've done. Right. Um, and uh, but I'm just saying, like, even at our tiny baby level, uh, so I can't imagine what it's like when you know you're you're this thirty five year old or how how old is Adobe whether they're, they're like nineteen. 90 I don't know how old they not yeah I don't know how old they are exactly not 82 so they're 40 82, year oh, they're wow. a 40 year yeah. old company yeah yeah and, and like what kind of opportunities you know if you can call them that where things come along and they go hey guys there's this little software company over here we just bought them we'd get all their subscribers and mm-hmm. all their talent and but is it is it but is it pulling you away from your core function Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's something that we always talk about too. Like let's let's not just go. Oh, let's just do this or do that because we could grow or we could make more money. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's because that if if you're just chasing money, like yeah, intentional growth yeah. is so important. I was having a yeah. conversation about this last night with like in regards to VFX studios, and there's so much work in the VFX industry right now that every studio is like rapidly expanding and they're just throwing money at whoever they can hire basically and it's like so unsustainable because then you end up with uh like a team of people that might not be competent and able to complete the work up to the quality so then they're ended up doing insane amounts of overtime and then you're having to pay them that over and it's like you end up like because you just were trying to grow you end up like spending more money and like having less of a profit because you tried to like just jump into that growth rather than being like, okay, let's be intentional about this. Let's turn down a project. Let's like yeah, make sure we're putting right. the right people in place. Yeah. It's like right. so important. That's why the pyramid's the best shape. Build the base <laughs> as you build the height. Yep. Right? Yeah. Build yeah. a and base then, to support the height. And then Otherwise, you, get, you will And then you get point. five people to subscribe and then yeah. they get five yeah. more people <laughs> to subscribe. <laughs> and then, and then it, all the money goes back to you, man. It's great. It's science. Wow, that sounds like a great deal, Jake. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. The there's like there's two ways you can approach to like when you have more work than you can do. There's like two ways to approach it. One way is to grow and just take it all on, and the other way is to say no to things. And there's a time for A and there's a time for B. But I feel like more often than not, if people just pause and been like, "Do you want to do that?" Hmm. No, it's not about the money. You have it. You can pick any job. You're gonna be working no matter what. But do you want to do that? And it's like, well, if I think about it that way, no. And it's like, mm, right. And don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that that was one thing that did come up when I first started working here was I was still getting, you know, the freelance offers mm-hmm. on the side. Mm-hmm. And I, at first I was debating. I was like, well, my weekends are open. Like, oh, maybe man. I'll go work the weekends. You know what I mean? Just go on set and do this. And, the other. and I did that one time. And very <laughs> quickly, I felt very thin, very spread, very, very thin. And I thought, if I want to have a sustainable and good time here, mm-hmm. I need to protect the weekends. And yeah. it, it that's kind of a parallel, really, is you know keeping the base strong so that yeah. you can you know grow at a good rate. And so and I have this problem. I have this problem because I, I'm constantly one that abides by the philosophy of you know we were talking about this in a, in another podcast, but never never be satisfied with like the totality of of where you're at. Always appreciate it. But but always be striving to grow in another way and in another method and learn something new and, and just stay sharp and stay well-rounded. And mm-hmm. I find myself constantly 
going, okay, so I, I incorporated this new thing in, you know, in my skill sets or in, in the things that I know or the things that I'm good at. And then once I am able to find the balance of those things, I immediately go out and look for something else. And then, <laughs> and then you get that feeling again where you're spread too thin and you're overwhelmed yeah. and you go, ah, oh, I got to cut stuff out. You know, I got to try, I got to do something different. Yeah, um, it's just this roller so coaster. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting because I personally, in my own life, I feel like that sometimes where if it hadn't been for that, I guess, ambition of trying to learn and do new things, I wouldn't be, uh, you know, I guess I feel like as well-rounded or, you know, as fortunate as I am. But if, if I would have just, maybe if I would have just stuck with one thing, you know, maybe that would have also had the same outcome. Mm. I don't know. I think it's nice to be well-rounded. It makes life a lot more interesting and Mm -hmm. more exciting when you end up doing new things. But, you know, we also have like that philosophy here of like, if you don't live life at all, you don't have anything to make art about. Right. That's that's why we try not to let people stay here too late. That's why we don't do all-nighters. That's why we try to go home on the weekends. That's why we have holidays off here and there. It's like, yeah, you got to live life. You got to like, you know, you got to be a a person with emotions and experiences and like stories. You're going to yeah. then come in and like put that on camera at all. Well, yeah. Fun, yeah. fun story about the culture side of things here at Corridor for those who are curious. <laughs> uh, when I first came here, I was coming off obviously working freelance and, you know, I wouldn't turn off. I'd just go and go and go and go and burn out and then take a break and then go, go, go. And when I first got here, one of the first projects we did, um, we were like a tad behind, I think, on the deadline we were aiming for. And I went up to Nico at the end of one day. I don't know if you remember this, <laughs> but I was like, if you need me to stay, I can stay. I can do this tonight. Like I can get this done. <laughs> and Nico, like he put his hand on my shoulder and he's like, it can be done tomorrow. Go home. And I was like, Ooh, I like it here. <laughs> That's very nice of you. So yeah, that was pretty cool. So yeah, nice. the balance is, it's important. It's super yeah. important. Yes. It's super important. It's, it's the whole thing in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. So Adobe, if you're listening, please, you know, maybe, I know we're just little baby cockroaches to you, but <laughs> you know, maybe if you hear us. But we live here too. This is our farmhouse too. We've spoken for them at NEP multiple times. <laughs> Listen, I'm just trying to make it easy for them to feel mm. good about hating this podcast, okay? Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's right. room in our hearts for forgiveness yeah yeah and renewal it's there the possibilities there you know even though you you stepped on our cousin (laughs) hey as far as i know adobe photoshop's still cool yeah and mixamo is great mixamo's Mixamo's awesome but like i i could probably from this point forwards never use premiere again i think i've managed to cut it out of my diet entirely (laughs) and uh i think i can live without it completely yeah your content diet (laughs) yep so I'm 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 making that step, Adobe, and I'm I'm down to come back. Yeah. You know, I'm down to come back, but but you gotta earn it. <laughs> you gotta earn it. Yeah. Premiere and After Effects free, like that's that's mm-hmm. a good. It's, it feels. They're good. gonna have to come back with a bouquet of flowers and a fifth of wine. Yeah, and, and uh, really and apologize. The foundry mm-hmm. was already flirting with us in those Batman comments. I don't know if you oh, saw really? that. Yeah, I didn't yeah. Know. yeah. They're like, wow. Would you find out like? The uh, person you're a fan of is a fan of you. Like, <laughs> see, I wasn't sure oh, if it was actually the Foundry or just somebody that had the name Foundry. Oh, oh it's, a, it's actually the Foundry. It's actually it the foundry. Okay, well, yeah. <gasps> hey, the Foundry, if you're listening, if you if you give us licenses for all our computers, 
I will stop. We will stop using Adobe in the studio. Period. We're gonna oh. make it happen. <laughs> Let's do it. We're gonna Let's make it happen, it. and people are gonna it. struggle, and they're gonna hate it. But you know what? We will do it. Slide into our DMs. Yeah, <laughs> we will do it. One hundred percent. We'll go cold turkey. We'll still use Photoshop. Sorry, we're still use Photoshop. Yeah, Griffin needs Photoshop. Asterisk. Yeah. Photoshop's fine. It's great. We're yeah. still gonna use Mixamo. Yeah, I won't but, though. Yeah. I promise. Jordan It'd be really sad though. <laughs> I don't even know how to use it. I won't use it. We'll probably have like two or three adult, like After Effects licenses still. <laughs> yeah. Man. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. I hope anybody listening from the actual software teams, like, you know, we've met people uh, from all the companies and they're wonderful people. And I hope, I hope if you guys are listening, you know, that really at the end of the day, we're just, we're just looking for the best product. We know you guys are working hard. We just, we wish the priorities were a little bit more focused. Not a little bit. Let me rephrase that. Let me be honest. I wish the priority priorities were a lot more focused mm-hmm. on making Premiere in particular and Adobe After Effects stable, modernized, rethought programs that acknowledge what we do this in this day and age with video editing. And I know there's parts of it that do, but it's built on that old farmhouse mm-hmm. <laughs> that still has it, like Uncle Ted's like, RV it, strap I, to it. It's an old, it's an old farmhouse, <laughs> and then they bought a bunch of acreage and they put a chicken producing manufacturing plant like yeah. on the far acreage. And and what we're looking for is like homegrown. You know, we'll pay the premium to get the good chickens. You know, <laughs> we. we we want you guys to make the good chickens and the good cows and the good yeah. pigs. And, we want the and free range Adobe. <laughs> the, exactly, we want the free range, and and we'll pay the premium for it if it's if it's worth it because it'll it'll be it'll taste delicious. Yeah, definitely. <sighs> well, thanks, Ren, for tweeting and starting this whole. Conversation. Good, yeah. good I think that's cast. the title of the pot. I think the title <laughs> of this podcast is After Effects needs to be rewritten from the ground up. Or I'm not using this effing program. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Ren's not even here to partake in this. Yeah. Ren, what do you have to say for yourself? Uh-oh, I wanted Ren to I wanted Ren to be in on this cast, but uh, he's he's researching for React. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's such a gonna funny cool. tweet. Look at some good stuff. Mm-hmm. What are you looking at tomorrow? Well, I'm we're gonna finally look at that clip from black widow uh that made the rounds um the the, not so good vfx part. oh yes i've seen this and i'm looking forward to kind of breaking down why it looks the way it does and what's the situation it was in and how you could have how they could have possibly reapproached it and perhaps why they didn't yeah so yeah Yeah, i like that in the past you know you've acknowledged that a lot of this jank so to speak can come down to time yeah and money resource yeah you know it's like here's the foreground character shot with studio lighting here's the background it's sunlit clouds yeah do your best it's like yeah. all right i'll do my best and the, the other thing i really like going going into is like so let's say you're given those same exact elements what else could you try what other things could you mess around with to try to like improve upon it you know it's the classic like oh you've done lens layers but have you tried chromatic camera aberration shake. <laughs> camera <laughs> shake yes i mean that's almost what every single one of these boils down yeah. to yeah. <laughs> we should make a plugin that just it does all of those things at the same time the camera shake the motion blur the chromatic yeah. aberration the dirty lens lens, the lens dirt, yeah. it like the poop the polisher <laughs> yeah. yeah the diffuse <laughs> and just one slider and just it turns all of those things up simultaneously you're down it's like it's an instagram filter. filter it's just yeah <laughs> It's just blender, like image blender. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't. It has literally no features. You no just features. import the the video file, 
And then you just do the slider and hit export. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it just slowly degrades and compacts all your footage together. <laughs> the make real button. Yeah. Yeah. It turns out the solution is just to like turn the resolution down and recompress it five times. <laughs> just, yeah. just w- w- send it through media encoder. Uh oh. Oh, another, another Adobe. Yeah. Oh. It crashed. <laughs> Shoot. Man. Something must be wrong. Export every part of the timeline until you find the part that's failing. Oh, you know how many times we've had to Gosh. just screen capture with Shadowplay that just the playback in Premiere because it won't export and it'll uh, crash? Uh, too many times. It's funny. Yeah, you don't realize how many bad memories you have until it gets brought up. I have, I have so many stories. I have, yeah. I, now that I think about it, I have so many stories. Man, the part where it's like we waited like for years for Blackmagic Raw support and eventually nobody's just like, no. Uh-oh. You have to get a third party mm. because we don't want to help our competition. It's like really Adobe. Oh my gosh. That's, yeah, that that actually reminds me when I was using Final Cut Seven, and I'm, I totally forgot about this this era where it couldn't handle certain. Right, remember that? It you couldn't had to handle make certain, certain codecs. codecs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then Premiere. That's what lured me over. I was like, I can just drag it into the bin, and it loads in. Yeah, everything mm-hmm. at the yep. time. And uh, yeah, that was one of the most that. attractive features. That, that was. Yeah. That was totally like mind blowing. Yeah. Man. <laughs> We're all just processing, <laughs> just emotionally exhausted over here. The oh, war's yeah. over, guys. <laughs> it didn't end yeah. the way we wanted, but <laughs> it, it, it had an eventual outcome. And I yeah. think the outcome is uh, we'll be using Premiere and After Effects as little as mm-hmm. practicable. And I, you know, yeah, I sympathize yeah. for Caroline. I really do because someone's got to do that job, right? Someone's got to step yeah. out in front of those bullets. Oh, mm. also, like, hey, everybody listening, did you know that DaVinci Resolve is free? Oh, yeah. <laughs> little tidbit. <laughs> yeah, little tidbit. That's the one other thing. Like, when I'm sitting there, like, logging into, like, Premiere for, like, the fifth time today because I jumped to my laptop from my PC and it's just like... Uh, and it's like Premiere. I'm just, it's free. I can just open it at any computer and I can just use it. That's great. Yeah. yeah. If you think about it, if you're just starting out in visual effects, it's you have free. access to Resolve, oh which gives you access to Fusion, Blender, yeah. and Unreal. Yeah. You can for yeah. free. And Unreal. Yeah. yeah. Blender, Unreal, DaVinci Resolve. Like, that's yeah. crazy. All open, not open source, but at least free. Yeah. So crazy. That is nuts. That mm-hmm. is totally nuts. Or $50 a month. For, for Adobe, a program that will delete <laughs> your work. <laughs> oh uh, man, crazy, <laughs> crazy man. Well, <sighs> I hope I hope they're like encouraged by this. <laughs> I hope this is motivating. <laughs> I'm sure it's like whatever. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Thanks for listening to us rant <laughs> yeah, about yeah. Adobe, All everybody. Right. Just a reminder, I, uh, DaVinci Resolve, it's free. You should go check it out. They have now, they start... now have AI depth maps in them, which is pretty crazy. <laughs> they, have, this, features. Uh... they have AI object masking in DaVinci Resolve now, like in Runway ML. That's awesome. You don't even have to roto brush it. You just click That's on the person funny. and then it cuts them out. You're like, oh, I'm it's done. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I'm starting so, this song in D minor, the saddest of ooh. all chords. Say D or B? D minor. D minor. Uh, it's an ode to Dobie. D for depressed. Oh, heavy heart. After Effects needs to be rewritten from the ground up. 
or I'll stop using this effing program. (laughs) (laughs) After Effects needs to be rewritten from the ground up. Or I'll stop using this effing program. Uh, You had to do the refrain with Freddy's tweet. (laughs) 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 That's what I'll start the next podcast with. Technical debt, technical debt. (laughs) (laughs) Technical debt, technical debt, technical debt. (laughs) Uh, 